Welcome to episode three of Get Up in the Cool. This week's episode features Rachel Jr. and Helen Dana LaFleur of Sick, Sad, and Lonesome. Their specialty is old time and bluegrass vocal duets. This one's chock full of purdy singing. Here's how great this episode is. I actually enjoyed editing this. Audio editing is usually a grueling, tedious task, but this time it was delightful. We recorded this at the Harry Smith Frolic under my Easy Up canopy in the woods next to a river. It was perfect. And it pleases me to think of you all gleaning some of that perfection through the binary code on your commute. Make sure to stick around afterwards for details on how to support the show and get access to this week's bonus track. Without further ado, I present to you Rachel Jr. and Helen Dana LaFleur. to get up in the cool this is actually my first time i just officially named the podcast so now i can say welcome to get, get up, up in the, in the cool, cool instead of welcome to the show <laughs> nice I haven't decided yet all right so here's the thing that uh i usually forget to do the whole first um set of episodes that i recorded i like forgot to ask people how to pronounce their names so what i'm gonna have you do is just say your names because i don't know exactly how you say them so go ahead <laughs> So my name is Rachel Rosenberg. Rachel Rosenberg on the fiddle yeah. and singing. And Helen Yurchenko. I'm glad that I didn't yeah. <laughs> didn't try to say it. Helen Yurchenko. Yep. And what are you playing there? This is a viola. Yeah. You're playing viola. A classic old time. old time instrument. Yes. Yeah. That's really good. I like that. Uh, so what what are we doing today? What's the, the theme? Oh, theme. Songs. Songs. <laughs> songs. Vocal vocal duets. We yeah, sing a lot of duets. songs where we just sing harmony the entire way through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, twin fiddling. Yeah. Twin fiddling. Or fiddle and viola. Yeah. And we actually have stage names, sort of. Oh, right. 
But mm-hmm. no, no, no. But not not that statement. Well, we have we have a bunch of different names. Um, I go by Rachel Junior. Rachel Junior. And Helen Dana Lafleur. These are nom de Facebook. These are these are we both have um, fake last names on Facebook. Yeah. Because of our jobs that we do. Yeah. We don't want people. Uh, we don't want really public. Yeah. Um, Profiles, yep. and okay. so it's kind of funny because. Do I need to edit out your? Real no, name? no, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. I'm not worried about my students. No, no, no one. Sure. Yeah, no, but but anyway, so it's just funny. If you that were making vines, <laughs> there were Snapchat, Snapchatting. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have to worry about that for these purposes. But anyway, so a lot of people know us as Rachel Junior and Helen Dana, Dana Lafleur, yeah. just because that's that's um, a lot of people don't know our real last names, but they're not a secret. Nope. Are we making your special band name public? Is that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> we also yeah. have a another nickname coined by our our dear friend Dave Rizzuti. He calls us the Glimmer Twins. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Because obviously, just yeah. glimmering. It probably comes through <laughs> in the recording. <but> yeah, <laughs> lots of glimmer. Okay, when? Yeah, when did you guys meet? How long have you been playing Not together? Not quite two years ago. Okay. So it will be two years in, new, this, in late summer. Fresh thing. Yeah, Did you yeah. start playing music right away or what? Yeah, that's how we met yeah. actually. I moved to town. I put on a Craigslist ad saying I'm looking for people to play music with and somebody posted. I never found out who this person was that you should go to the burn on Saturday afternoons yeah. in Davis Square in Somerville. And then I showed up about a week after I moved to town and met everybody, including Rachel. Yeah, and then we found out. Well, it's funny because we we have since looked back at this Craigslist response that Helen got and and tried to figure out who it was, and we have n- could not recognize the name yeah. as like so anyone who I Craigslist know, Angel. even though yeah. I've been going to this jam for years. Um, yeah. And um, but anyway, then we realized that we'd actually been at Clifftop at the same time mm. and in the same circle at Clifftop yeah. at the same time. But like, there's a picture. You know that documents it, but we that we didn't know destiny. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So uh, some of these tunes are on the border of bluegrass and old time. And mm-hmm. do you guys have like bluegrass experience, or do you just like playing bluegrass songs, or do you do like fiddling bluegrass fiddling? Or um, I think we like to be right on the edge of the two, the boundary. Yeah. Um, yeah, we definitely do more bluegrass and then more old time and stuff that's right in between. Um, Rachel is, is definitely more of a bluegrass fiddler than I am. Um, but yeah, yeah, we like it. We like it all. Yeah, I started, well, I started playing classical violin, but quickly started playing bluegrass because of my father. Yeah. So that was always sort of in the air when I was growing up. And then... Did he play bluegrass fiddle? He played um, mandolin and guitar. Awesome. Yeah. And he grew up in Nebraska. Yeah. And then... Um, then I ended up doing a summer internship in Washington, D.C. and meeting a bunch of the like old time crowd and they brought me to Clifftop and, um, and then I, then I realized I really, um, am more suited to old time fiddling because I've never been a big improviser. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but I love bluegrass singing. Yeah. Bluegrass songs. I feel like I love old time songs, but a lot of them are just like kind of weird and they don't make any sense (laughs) and there's like no pop sensibility to them because they're all just amalgams of just like random verses and and, random rhythms and a lot of them are just you know tunes with words they're not even songs but bluegrass songs are like yeah it's really nice because they're crafted to be listenable (laughs) and to have room for harmonies and three-part harmonies and four-part harmonies there's actually chords in them yeah Mm -hmm. and and we that's what i think we like doing is just like getting together and working out harmony arrangements yeah but I think there's a lot of people. I heard someone say recently that like the Stanley Brothers, mm-hmm. that was really straddling old time and bluegrass, yeah. like the old gospel stuff. There's a lot of room for harmony singing and kind of yeah. uh, more old timey fiddling in there. So that's that's cool. And then like one of the songs that we were planning to do later is um, like a Bill Monroe song that was interpreted by Hazel and Alice, who we really like. And then we do mm-hmm. that. So yeah, there's I think there's a lot of crossover. I feel like when people ask me about the difference, I never said this before from like bluegrass and old time. Like I, you know, I usually get into a long-winded discussion about, because I'm a banjo player, the difference between Scruggs style and, Mm -hmm. you know, climb or whatever. But maybe what I'll just say next time is like, 
uh, bluegrass music sounds good on purpose. <laughs> right. Old time music happens to sound good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that's sort of the main difference mm. is like the intention. Yeah. 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 And the intention for bluegrass, I think, is more audience driven. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Whereas old time, it's just kind of like if you want to listen, yeah. cool. If not, mm-hmm. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the overall vibe of yeah. old time music. Oh, meh. <laughs> uh, great. Let's uh, let's get into tune number two. This is okay. th- was this Hazel and Alice? Yeah, mining camp blues. Okay. So, so I I'm uh, I was I had told Cameron I I don't know a lot about source recordings. I tend to learn my songs just from other people and never actually yeah, even yeah. ever listen to the recording. But um, I think I've been told that Hazel Dickens wrote this song. We think. Helen's making a face, you can't <laughs> no see it, idea. but she's making an I have no idea face. Yeah. Now, are these are these people alive? I don't think Hazel no. Alice? Hazel died pretty recently. Okay. Alice might be alive. Do you know do you know when these no. were recorded? Like when this song was recorded or sixties or seventies. Sixties or seventies? Okay. I mean cool, it, cool. it definitely first came out on record because I yeah, have yeah. the record, but yeah. I, I don't know what year. Great. Yeah. That's fine. You don't have to be nerds about this stuff. <laughs> okay. Not everyone does. So I have enough nerds on the docket. Oh, yeah. show. <laughs> uh, uh, hold on real quick. That's still close enough. Okay, yeah. Let's Mining Camp Blues.
Oh, that's great. Um, it's always a challenge figuring out what to do on those, <laughs> on those swingy. Wow, swingy country, country. Thanks. Yeah, it sounded great. <laughs> I'm not fishing for compliments here. I'm just <laughs> processing my feelings about this. <laughs> it's hard to swing on. Hard yeah. To swing on claw hammer. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like when you get those like claw, jug bands with claw hammer banjos in it, or like banjo ukes. Yeah. Get yeah. really swingy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's always forget how to play chords. (laughs) Basically, you got to play chords. Uh, Hazel and Alice Mm -hmm. um, recorded sometime in the past. They're probably dead. That's all we know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I wanted, uh, Helen, I wanted to ask you about uh, playing viola. Did you grow up playing viola? No, no, no. I didn't start playing violin or viola until I was 18. Okay. Did you play music before then? Yeah, a little bit of everything. Okay. Nothing very well, but guitar, bass, um, Did you teach harp. yourself all that stuff? For the most part. For the most part? Yeah. Intermittent um, teachers? Couple mentors. teachers. Yeah. Guitar I actually took more seriously, classical guitar. Okay, cool. And I've since lost every single bit of it, um, but I liked that for a while. And, and you then did jazz harp? bass, the harp, yes. Wait, and jazz bass? Jazz like bass. upright? No, electric. Awesome. Yeah. Very good. And then the harp I played for a few years. Yeah. Did you have like, was it like a full harp? I had a pedal harp. Oh my um, goodness. And, a, and an Irish harp. And yeah. I sold the pedal harp. Yeah. So that thing takes up a little space. Are you still living off that, <laughs> no. that pedal harp money? <laughs> God, I wish. No. Yeah. You, wait, you have a, is it called a Celtic harp? Mm-hmm. Is that what you call it? Yeah. You still have that? Yeah. Do you, do you get it out? It's in New Jersey, but it's there. It still works. So when, yeah. Why did you get into fiddle and, and viola? I just, well, started with the violin. I just loved bluegrass and old-time fiddle music and always thought, well, I'm just too old to pick that up. Yeah. And then, but my mom had a violin lying around in the closet. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing anything this summer. It was the summer after my freshman year of college. And so I just started playing it and it sounded, you know, absolutely dreadful for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, has an awkward period and then it started to get a little yeah. better. And then I played that exclusively for a few years. And then I was playing with a friend of mine in college named Derek Clatterbuck. He was doing guitar and singing, and he had a lot of slow, pretty songs. I thought a viola would be really good for this. So I got one, and then later on, I realized that for old-time music, it's kind of cool, because it's, it's, it's at a timber that nothing else is. Yeah, you get your own, your own frequency right. range. And yeah. it's more like, I feel like my brain, I want to find counterparts to the melody yeah. naturally, and I can do that much easier on the viola. Yeah. And then I don't really have to learn any tunes because I can right. just sort of yeah, you just improv the whole thing. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. And even, I guess like, I guess three of the strings are the same, mm-hmm. but they sound totally different because it's on a viola so body. Yep. Yes, yeah, so it's bigger and warmer. Sonorous. Yeah, that's real cool. Do you, uh, do you like cross-tune that thing? I haven't. I think, <laughs> I can't really hear the C. I can hear, and if I tried to make that lower, I don't think I could yeah, tune yeah. it anymore. <laughs> yeah. So... No, but I'm, I'd like to try. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, when did when did you get it? You said your dad yeah. played bluegrass mandolin. Mm-hmm. That we said and guitar. Yeah, but actually, the story of why I started playing music is was kind of petty and embarrassing. It's I was in preschool and there was a girl named Alex Prusansky who was like the popular girl in my preschool class and she brought in her violin one day yeah and then I was like I gotta do that too yeah and that's what in preschool yeah (laughs) I don't remember popularity in preschool I was very aware of that stuff which is kind of awful but um yeah and so um I came home apparently and begged my parents and I mean my dad was musical so it was kind of like I was probably going to end up playing an instrument anyway, but um, yeah. they had me wait until I was in kindergarten and then yeah. got me like a quarter size violin or something yeah. and um, started me on Suzuki lessons. But my dad, you know, he he's not a professional bluegrass musician. He always just played for fun, but he had um, a bluegrass band at the time that was called the Missing a Bit String Band because <laughs> I'm from Silicon Valley and they were all working in the tech industry. So it was like a, oh my goodness. a, a pun about uh, missing a bit string band and uh and so there was always a, a bluegrass band like rehearsing at my house that i would go to sleep to so yeah um so that was cool um so eventually i got bored with classical and just stuck with the uh folk music because it was yeah. more social and sort of makes you uh 
makes you want to practice like you have a reason to practice i never got into the youth symphonies like i would audition and i Uh i would be rejected from the youth symphony so that was kind of a social dead end Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. folk music was fun always fun and he would take me to the um camps you know the uh california coast music camps and sort of the bluegrass and folk camps that he would go to and i'd hang out with him and his adult friends which is cool well i'm glad that for whatever your motivations <laughs> in preschool, whatever they were, I'm glad that you started playing music. Me too. And I'm glad that you were motivated by like wanting to create and do stuff as opposed to like being forced. Just like I want to look pretty. Yeah. <laughs> like as like a young uh, American girl, I'm glad that that's what motivated you, Thanks. even if it was from a ambitious, <laughs> jealous, <point laughs> jealous place. It, that's better than nothing, you know. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if Alex Prusiansky is still playing the violin. Because it's just be- it's become such a huge part of my life. The you one, know? the one who, <laughs> the one who got it all started, who probably yeah. doesn't even know. Like I wonder if she's still playing music. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're out there, Alex Prusiansky. Yeah. Uh, write in, phone in. <laughs> Let us know make that connection maybe she's maybe she's an old-time fiddler yeah that yeah. would be pretty funny mm. let's have her on the show we could and here she is now <laughs> <laughs> bring her out oh like maury yeah <laughs> uh yeah let's uh let's get to a it's time to get to a so right? we've actually got another hazel and alice one in a minor yeah um that we could do that we think was written by bill monroe yep and covered by Hazel and Alice, and I've never heard the Bill Monroe version. I would imagine that we sound a little more like Hazel and Alice. Probably. Uh-huh. Probably. Um, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> well, he look, did sing pretty high. Yeah, I should probably look that up. <laughs> yeah. All right, let me get in. Let me get into A real quick. Yeah. yeah. Okay. One, two, Up tempo sort of sad songs. Uh-huh. And I do think that uh, both of those songs that we just did, I do think that Hazel and Alice do them a lot slower uh-huh. than we do. 
Yeah, the recordings you sent me are definitely real plotting and mm-hmm. except for that murder battle that we're going to do later right, right. yeah <laughs> that one's real real excitable and happy yes and yeah. ironically yeah. so speaking of the murder ballad yes um down <laughs> yeah, in the willow garden <laughs> <laughs> well the, the thing that's 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 fun about this murder ballad is that he murders the girl three different ways mm. so she needs to make sure he did it yeah. So he throws her into the river. There's something to be said for thorough yes. thoroughness. Yeah. <laughs> he throws her into the river. He has her drink burglar's wine. and he... Wait, what's burglar's wine? Well, we used to say Boys. burgundy wine. Yeah. No, we were. And um, then a friend of ours of... corrected us. Yeah. Which often happens. Yeah. Well, um, like... Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, like... In the Cantab. <laughs> just like. <laughs> Right. Um, it's burglar's wine. It, no, <laughs> it, it, it happens to us all the time. Like we've been yep. performing um, "Blue and Lonesome," which is a Bill Monroe song, and we've been singing the "Lonesome Sound," and we mm-hmm. got off stage, and um, this guy who's who was right, and I'm glad he corrected us, was like, "No, no, it's the lonesome sigh." Yeah. But that's what happens Come when on, we guys. just th- see. We just hear songs. Yeah. We just hear songs, and then we go for it, and we never yep. like actually yeah. look that's up why, the original so that's why folk music is amazing <laughs> yeah he, it's the evolution you yeah. know people are just like okay i can tell the folk process is going on right now and it's gotta stop yeah we need fidelity right yeah. but yeah. it's true because it's the lonesome sigh of the train going by so yeah. i'm glad the person told yeah. us but we just been like happily singing the lonesome sound of the train going by uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, we, we were saying burgundy wine, and then someone told us it was burglar's wine, so we switched right. it, but uh, it, it's got to be poison. What the hell is burglar's wine? I think yeah. poison. 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 And then, so he throws her in the river, he poisons her, and he stabs her with a dagger. Yeah. yeah. He could not make a claim that it wasn't premeditated. That's right. for sure. <laughs> yeah. It does. With, uh, it's like cruel indifference, depraved indifference, oh, yeah. or atrocity, extreme atrocity, all those like legal terms. Yeah. Rachel's a public defender, (laughs) (laughs) defending this murderer right right. (laughs) Right now. When Uh, I first started um, the public defender job about two years ago, I was, I always get it in my head that I'm going to make these mixtapes and then I never do. So I had like, I was going to make a Jesus mixtape with, you know, like dropkick me Jesus through the goalposts of life and all like the kind of funny songs that have Jesus in the title. And then I was going to make a prison mixtape uh-huh. so i was like collecting all these bluegrass songs about prison and i never did that but it was an idea i had and i, I suppose this could be on that mixtape because but he doesn't go to prison he's hung on the gallows yes oh right yeah well there could be a hanging mix too oh yeah, yeah there's oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah so many great hanging tunes i'm really into the theme jams <laughs> but it kind of gets yeah. on people's nerves because i'm like let's do another hanging tune and they're like oh yeah. my god i did a jam <laughs> at the mermaid inn in philly it was all happened to be on on april fools and it was all i think it was all dead animal jams like all tunes that had like like squirrel heads and gravy Uh, Uh, yeah that squirrel's probably dead yeah (laughs) squirrel hunters Uh like a lot of squirrel ones yeah indian and woodchuck oh wow (laughs) all that all that stuff yeah that was like yeah yeah i didn't know how long it would last but we played the whole night (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all dead animal tunes. It's an essential part of uh, the, you know, American life is mm-hmm. killing animals. Killing animals. <laughs> and women, apparently. And women. <laughs> Don't forget women. Killing women is... Especially by a guy named Willie. Not yeah. that he's in this song, but oftentimes. Yeah, usually by Willie. Well, Willie kills everyone. <laughs> we could name him Willie. I okay. mean, His it's name in is the Willie. first person, so yeah. we collectively are going to be Willie right now. Yep. <laughs> and we'll do this song. Okay, I need to get into A into A A major. I'm ready to go. Okay. Let's do it. One, two,
So I didn't catch this earlier. There is there a part of that where he's talking to his dad yeah. and he's like, It's okay, you just like gotta bribe the bribe the jailer or whatever and uh, you'll no, be I fine. Think, no. I think it's his father well oh oh his father had told him so my father often told me that money would set me free. Okay. If I murdered if that dear I murdered girl. that dear little girl. So this guy got some really bad advice from his yeah. father. Yeah. He's like kind of enabling and he's like yeah. you know what, you yeah. could just murder her and you'll be fine because yeah. of money. He should have yeah. been tried as well. <laughs> oh and <my> then God. <laughs> and then the last verse is about the father. Now he sits at his cabin door wiping tears. Yeah. Somehow he didn't realize things would go this way. And he's gazing yeah. on his son on the gal yeah. Yeah. The gallery. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty mean that they murdered him right in front of the dad's cabin. If he was able to sit there, yeah, and so, watch him. So Dan and I, Dan uh, Bowie and I, um, got we got really into um, stop motion animation. Like what? A couple. Wait, into making it? Well, so we had decided. So when we like basically when we first started dating, there was a really terrible winter in Boston. So like I was getting a lot of days off work mm-hmm. and not like having to do anything. So we would be. Um, we decided that we were gonna record this and with Helen and do a stop motion animation uh, music video to go along with it because this would just be like Helen yeah. and I had kind of just started singing it a lot and yep. Um, and there's and a we, precedent for just like gory stop motion. Yeah, well, we 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 had we, yeah. we had gone to this um like stop mo- or not, it was this animation film festival at uh, the uh, this like contemporary art museum in Boston and um, so. Anyway, so we were like, yeah, we should do this. And Dan actually had done some of stop motion stuff with friends in college. So we actually, he's actually a good artist. Um, he, he is formerly an architect, so he has a lot of Man, drawing experience. Boys. I know, they're so oh talented. Oh, my goodness. So we actually... <laughs> uh, just, uh, Bach either has already been or will be on the podcast, depending on whether I, uh, when I release this. But Dan is the old, oldest brother of the Bowie Boys. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, we still have it. It's under our bed. The sets that we made for this stop motion animation yeah. of the Willow Garden and then the gallows in front of the cabin and all these different sets. And um, have you? We started. We know it, it kind of. It kind of. You know, lost melted. steam. We lost yeah. steam. Yeah. But it's still all there. It's we still have what we made, and we had um, the. Um, I don't know if you're a Leuven Brothers fan, Mm-mm. but there's a Leuven Brothers album called Satan Is Real that has oh, this like that ridiculous cover cartoon-ish looking Satan on the cover and so Dan drew that and we cut it out I mean we had this the cast of characters but we never recorded the song and then we also realized how tedious it is to to make stop motion animation yeah yeah (laughs) I did it once in elementary school oh yeah and yeah I remember like we just wanted to do this like little gag where like a, a character was like surprised and like her head just turned around like a cartoony, just like whoa, like, like 180 degrees. Yeah, no, like a 360, oh, 360 degrees, okay. like boop. 
right. and then I was like realizing like yeah we have to like storyboard out this like whole thing just to do this like one like little like gag <laughs> like, yeah yeah it's so much work yeah so if we ever have a really terrible winter yeah. again perhaps we'll pick the project back up um, I'm gonna make a GoFundMe yeah. <laughs> so you guys quit your jobs and right, make bluegrass right. stop motion animation. But it, it would have been pretty cool if we actually did it. It will be. Maybe cool. we can use be. that recording. Maybe we can use the recording yeah, we just did. Do it. That'll cut part of the project. Like part of the work will be done. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad I could participate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're at uh, Harry Smith Frolic. This is my first time here. Mm -hmm. Have you guys come here? Last year. Uh, last year was your first one, yeah. Helen. What about you? Rachel? Same. Uh, and this is my first time witnessing the reenactment. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. so I don't know anything about Harry Smith. I don't know either. I know that it wasn't his primary job, but he did collect lots of source recordings. That's what I understand. And then decided or was convinced to make an anthology because he had such an amazing collection. Yeah. And so there are multiple volumes, maybe five, four, I think four, four volumes. And each year at this festival... There's one that is chosen, and it's reenacted at midnight yeah. on Saturday night around the big bonfire. It was pretty great. It's awesome. Yeah. It's very cool. It's just sort of like crowdsourced. Just like, hey, who yeah. wants to do track one? I kind of know it. Does anybody have a guitar for me? It's yeah. cool. It's so neat. two highlights from last night. One is Alex Kramer, also guest on the podcast, uh, ended up doing like five yes. songs. Because mm -hmm. somehow he just knows all of the songs, but he yeah. knows all of them like... 60 percent mm -hmm. and there is a uh he was doing one of the songs do you rem remember which one it was when uh he kept forgetting the words mm. and steve arkin oh knew yeah. all of the words yeah <laughs> and it was just turned into a call and response where steve refused to sing it right <laughs> but he, he basically dictated all the words alex would stop yep. and then sing yep. and yep. go yep. back yep. and forth and later they were like, who knows this this song? Because it's like, yeah, open call, whoever right. steps up first. And uh, Alex was, oh, what, I got a bug on me? We're recording this outside by a river, by the way. <laughs> and we're getting it's a little, a little uh, bit bit up, yeah. but it's worth it because it's really beautiful. And it's been like torrenting like mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> all yesterday. And now there are lots of little puddles for the mosquitoes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Alex... Uh, Steve Arkin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. It was really funny. It, later on, they were calling out someone sing the song. Alex was like, Steve knows it. <laughs> you should get Steve to do it. And then Steve said, oh, you don't want to hear me sing. And then he left. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Maybe he was just getting sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I actually think that, I don't know, this next song might be on some version of it on the Harry Smith anthology, maybe. Which one are we doing? Red Rockin' Chair? Oh, I don't know. I had never heard of Harry Smith until I came to this festival last year. Mm -hmm. But I've since realized that a lot of the songs that we know and that we sing together are on the Harry Smith anthology. But the yeah. versions yeah, that we do are very different. different. Um, and um, we last year we, we sort of promised ourselves that we would learn something more faithfully to the yeah. source recording and do it at the this one but um we didn't really find anything that was like harmony all the way yeah, through yeah. and that's kind of our thing that we do yeah. and um but maybe maybe an, another year and then we just you know yeah and then it was like wednesday and it didn't yeah. but it sounds from last night like you really don't need to do it 100 yeah. percent. yeah yeah there is so if we want to do some harmony <laughs> first of all everyone's pretty drunk at that point <laughs> there's this moment last night when uh this song king kong Kitchi yes. Kitchi oh, yes. That, was, that was great. Where two two different people independently decided that they were going to lead it. One of them was on an auto harp. I don't know. I didn't know right. either of the people. And he was just like plugging away. He was like refusing to back down. Yep. And they were playing it at different tempos at different tempos yeah. <laughs> at the same time. Eventually, yeah. one of them gave into the game of chicken and. <laughs> I, I kind of merged. I they liked merged. how they merged. It was awesome. I felt like they merged. I felt like that was a great thing. Yeah. 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 They didn't back down. They just they were like, okay, I'm gonna follow you. Yeah. It was a really special yeah. moment. It was. It was a really special <laughs> yeah. moment. I was sitting very close to the guy with the auto heart. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, we have like a little bit extra time. Do you guys want to play Train on the Island? Sure. Would do you play that in A? A. Yes, we do. 
Yeah. Sure. You, I think you feel good playing it. Yeah, I'll just have to pay attention to Rachel's lyrics. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be good. Doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um. I just saw you put it on the list. And I was oh like, yeah, and I think that's on the anthology. Maybe. Really. I don't know. Don't quote me on it. No. All right. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? We really, we really um. Who's to say? Need to do our research <laughs> next time. <laughs> no, no, you don't. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm just gonna stay in standard. <laughs> constantly evolving lyrics as well yeah depending yeah. on feedback that we get right from other people chair? no uh train on the island <laughs> i like that that lyric me and my gal fell out we fell out we fell out it might be for the best that sounds pretty That's, modern is that modern? fell out i don't out? know we wouldn't have said it in the 1800s i don't yeah, think maybe not maybe because i've heard other people not to cast aspersions on people who sing it this way but mm -hmm. they're saying me and my gal don't split up uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, so it, and rhythmically, it's like, don't split up. <laughs> All right, Helen, for the record, cast dispersions. <laughs> I, I personally I do whatever you want. It's not my cup of tea. But mm -hmm. Helen does not, specifically does not approve. Yeah. <laughs> and there are also a lot of people... A lot of people it's getting shady in here. <laughs> oh, no, no. There are a lot of people starting to sing it. Like, we, we sing it. Train on the island, heading for the west. Run and tell my true love. But there's a lot of people who go, run and tell my true love. Yeah. You know, so there's sort of... Um, tell my true Sort of I a, like that. Yeah. No we, aspersions to be cast on. We yes. could change that, you know. Run and tell my true love. It's just a... Uh, it's yeah. just sort of... Like a folky... Old it, or maybe more, I even think of it as like more bluegrassy, but maybe sure, that's because sure. the people I know that do it that way are coming from more of a bluegrass background. Mm -hmm. But have you so guys? There's variations on that. Have you guys, how often do you sing "I've Endured" in a jam? Oh, uh, I feel like that's that one's starting to drop off. Yeah. It used to be every jam though. Every yeah, I feel like I I, I caught on at the, the tail end of that. Yeah. But I feel like no one knows the same words. Oh really? Like. I don't know. And it's probably been one... an old one, right? Well, I think it's, it's old about Reed, Reed, yeah. but right. in Boston, everyone sings the same words. Okay. They all sing the Tim O'Brien okay. words. So I don't actually know any other variations. Yeah, it's like uh, Ola Bell Reed says, uh, "How long can one and can yeah, one endure?" Right. What other? But doesn't say? a bunch of people sing "Must"? How long must one endure? 
That's pro. I, I bet that's from the Tim O'Brien. Every little preposition is changed in everyone else's version, mm. and it's, mm-hmm. it ends up being kind of a bummer a to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great I song. Like yeah, it's a little, it I don't like up. must there. It sounds yeah. like. Ugh. I'm pretty <laughs> sure know. that's how I learned it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm entitled. I don't. I shouldn't have to. Be yeah. <laughs> Casting more aspersions. <laughs> yeah. It does change. Because it does change the meaning. Yeah. Uh huh. Can um, it's like. Yeah. This is my lot. I have to do this. Wait, get a little bit closer, Helen. I know you're relaxing, but <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get you. Sorry, more but I'm being, I'm being mean. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. gotta get the back. mean stuff lower in the mix. <laughs> How yeah. about a uh, red rock? Yeah, let's chair. play this red rocking chair. Uh, this is final, final tune of, uh, of the official show. Bonus track is Midnight on the Water. Midnight on the Water in C. In yep. C. For those of you who care to know, <laughs> not usually in C. Thanks so much for being on the show, you Thanks guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks, yeah, Cameron. And uh, I'll talk to you later about getting. Well, you could just say it right now. When is. When do you do Cantab? Uh, it, it's the first Tuesday of the month for the next few months, except for August, because we're okay. on a cliff top. So it'll be the first Tuesday of September. All right. It'll be the next one. So September, October, mm-hmm. November, December, December. First Tuesdays. Yep. 8.30. Come see uh, the Glimmer Twins. Well, it's <laughs> our, the band is called Sick, Sad, and Lonesome. Okay. Sick, Sad, and Lonesome, yeah. naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the Cantab. At Cantab in Boston. Yep. Yeah, uh, so. Cambridge. Oh, excuse me, Cambridge. <laughs> to me, it's all Boston, but I only go there every once in a while. So, mm-hmm. uh, that people in that general vicinity, mm-hmm. if you can, if you're in, within a couple hours, come see them at one of those times. <laughs> yes, bluegrass night. Bluegrass night. Yeah, yeah. generous pours the whiskey and bring your instrument because there's always a jam and yeah. cash, cash only bar. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. One, two, three. <laughs> Check out Rachel and Helen with Six Sad and Lonesome at the Cantab Lounge in Cambridge, Massachusetts, first Tuesdays starting in September. 
While you're waiting for September to roll around, like them on Facebook. Clifftop is just around the corner. For those of you who don't know, Clifftop, officially known as the Appalachian String Band Festival, is the biggest old-time gathering ever. Last year, we had over 5,000 people from, like, 25 countries. This year, my wife and son are staying home, so I really want to record a lot of episodes. I'd love to do, like, 10, more than one a day. So, if you're going to Clifftop and you have an idea for an episode, let me know. Shoot me a message on Facebook or something. It doesn't have to be super high concept. Just let's have fun and record some tunes and a conversation about it. Special thanks to Jeff Delfield, banjo builder at Deep Creek Strings. He stumbled upon the show and decided to send me $30 through PayPal. That's super nice and thoughtful, Jeff. If you want to support Get Up in the Cool, um, please share it on social media. Find the share button on your podcast app. It'll only take 20 seconds, but it will do wonders for the show. And if you want to support Get Up in the Cool financially, go to my website, CameronDeWitt.com, D-E-W-H-I-T-T.com, and click on the link that says Patreon. There you can sign up to be a regular supporter of the show at whatever level works for you. And there are rewards, bonus tracks, downloads, banjo tabs, Skype lessons, advertisements, old-time tune requests, etc. Thanks for listening, everyone. Meet back here same time next week for more Get Up in the Cool.